Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Fuse you with the Spirit, you will speak with them in tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. Ha, 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 ha. This is it. I spoke about a prophet, yo. Hello, everyone. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, coming to you live January 30th, 2022. Just about the end of January of 2022. You are listening to a live broadcast tonight, if that's the date you're listening. These are also on podcast when we get them uploaded. And I just um, just tested it again. You can just go anywhere, put podcast, anywhere you listen to pod, podcast, push Pastor Bob Simons. And I, I think it'll come up everywhere. So, wow, I didn't know how that worked. But anyway, hopefully somebody's getting a blessing out of that. Occasionally, I get people that text me throughout the during the week and say I was listening to the podcast. And so that's nice, and I appreciate that. I, I, uh, It's not like I've got a low self-esteem, but I, I always wonder why anybody would listen to me. But, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I just, I, um. Some of my topics are close to the same. I, I kind of hammer in on a lot of the same type of things, uh, you know, just kind of common sense gospel message is what I'm shooting for. And um, and not only a gospel message of Acts 2.38, where that's the basis of this program, tell it like it is. If you want to be right with God, you turn to Acts chapter 2, verses 37 and 38, and in a little uh, nugget of Scripture, it tells you what you need to do to be saved. It, this is what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 3 when he said you must be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit if you want to see, if you want to enter the kingdom of God. And Peter, would, on the very birthday of the church, on the day of Pentecost, this, is, this, go, this goes back before there was a Catholic church, before there was a Lutheran church, before there was a Methodist church, before there was a Presbyterian church, a Seventh Day Adventist church, a Mormon church, Jehovah Witnesses. This is the this is the original church that Jesus set up. And when Peter was preaching about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and was asked because people were feeling uh, convicted of their sin, they asked Peter in Acts chapter two and verse thirty-seven. They interrupted his sermon and they said to Peter. And to the rest of the apostles, men and brothers, what shall we do? What should we do about Jesus dying on a cross for our sins? And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, you that are listening to me, and I notice a lot of you have texted in, said, I already know that, Pastor. Well, let just why don't you pretend like you didn't know that? And just be excited about the people that uh, maybe are hearing this for the very first time, driving around, listening to this AM radio station in Dickinson, North Dakota. I, I part of me was wondering; it still does wonder if AM radio stations will someday be a thing of the past. I don't know. Now, I was for sure thinking they would. You know that radio in general was just going to go away sometime because of online things. But now, I don't know. I, I don't know because. Right now, a lot of your big tech companies are controlling so much of the online stuff that maybe, maybe the only way that people that disagree with them can get out their message will be radio again. Maybe. 
who knows? You know, who knows about that? Because at this point, nobody's controlling this radio station, and I can kind of say whatever I want. Did you know that? And I do. <laughs> That's the name of the program, Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. You can call me tonight, or you can text me. Don't call me, please. Nobody's in the studio. I'm just in this radio studio all by myself, so I can't take your call. 701, you can text me, though, 701 290 Six two. Let me read through some of these texts here. Uh, let's see here. Let, let me get to them. I think my mom's listening again. Her computer was on on a blink the blink for a while, but my, I think my mom's listening again. Brother Griffith is tuning in from Great Falls. Man, he's he is such a faithful listener. We've got Carl and Jeannie listening tonight from Michigan. I would imagine. We've got uh, Luke and Becky, Casey. These are texts are coming in so quick. They're throwing my. See, Luke, Becky, Casey, Jackson are listening. All right, Jackson, you better memorize everything I'm going to say. We've got uh, Lori from South Hart listening. Timothy is listening in Wisconsin tonight, and we miss you already. Timothy, Maddie, Eliana moved to Wisconsin this week, and we miss them. Brother Johnson is listening. He said he was waiting all week for another tell it like it is. Were you able to sleep? Were you able to eat? That's what I want to know. Brother Jones is listening. He says, tell it. That's what he always says, tell it. Tina from Kildare. We've got Ben Yoder listening. This is a guy that's real close to people in our church, including me. Sister Bretz is listening tonight. Sweet lady from Kildare. Tim in North Carolina listening. Yvonne and Marin and Bowman listening. We've got Ian and Megan tuning in. The um, We've got... Uh, Brother Fuller listening tonight up in Minot. Well, he's not in Minot, but he's up <coughs> up there living the life on the lake. <coughs> he's listening tonight. The um, first three words in Acts chapter 1-1, one, one, the former treatise in the Greek means definitive, supreme, divine expression of Jesus Christ. Boom. <laughs> uh, he's always got some interesting stuff to say. All right, now tonight I practiced on our church today, our radio show, and I'm going to be talking about the t- same type of thing. Uh, tonight that I talked about in church. I'm sure it'll be different. It's going to have more information to it if I get through all this information. But I want to start with the book of Zechariah, chapter 7, verses 11 through 13. I would like to talk about a phenomenon known illusory, illusory superiority. I want to talk about that. But the title of the program is Smarter Than the Average Bear. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. I wasn't in a Pentecostal church, so we had a TV. There was a cartoon, Yogi Bear and his friend Boo Boo, and Yogi Bear would always say that he was smarter than the average bear. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Zechariah seven eleven. but they refused to hearken, pulled away the shoulder, stopped their ears that they should not hear. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts hath sent in his spirit by the former prophets, Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it has come to pass that as he cried, and they would not hear, so they cried, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. That is scary stuff there. In other words, he cried to us, and we wouldn't hear. So when we cry to him, and he would not hear. That's certainly talking about the day of judgment, I know. We're not in that day. You can cry out to the Lord now. He will hear. I want you to pull your attention to Zechariah 7.11 especially, but they refused to hearken. Pulled away the shoulder. I don't know if you've ever been with somebody that you've been trying to help. Maybe it's teenage son or or uh, somebody that you've tried to help in your life and you've maybe pulled, picked, you know, grabbed their arm to kind of guide them the right way and they pulled away the shoulder. That's, that's an age-old form of rebellion, isn't it? And they stopped their ears, kind of like they did to Stephen in the book of Acts chapter 7. He was preaching. They actually stopped their ears. Full-grown men plugged their ears. We're not going to listen to any more of this. Now, here's where I want to. What I want to talk about tonight, and this is a a study that Steve Waldron told me about. <clears throat> it was a study in France many years ago, but I'm thinking it's kind of timeless. I think it's probably still true today. I think it probably was true in Jesus's day and before then. Uh, This study says that virtually everyone believes that they are in the top 50% of intelligence. Now notice this, 98% of people 
thought they were in the top 20%. So just about everybody thinks that they're in the top 20% of intelligence. And then it says 95% of people thought they were in the top 10%. So 95% of the people think that they're in the top 10% of intelligence. And then it said 90%, 9 out of 10 people, think they're in the top 2% of intelligence. Now this is an interesting study. I was reading some more stuff that a lady from our church sent me um, earlier today after I, I spoke about this in church. Um, and it was another article that, or a, a, some type of article that was even um, more recent than the one I quoted. And this one uh, talked about illusory superiority, which is, it's a phenomenon that, that uh, is uh, so persistent in research psychiatrists, psychologists, they would be surprised if it didn't show up in their studies. It's, it's a, the concept that people think of themselves smarter than they really are. Uh, and they, they give themselves a passing grade more than others would give them. Now, there's some of that is self-protection. Um, I don't want anybody to, to leave this program saying that I think it's good that you think you're dumb or, or it's good that you think you're stupid or that you somehow are, have some kind of sense of false humility that, you know, that, well, I don't know anything. You know, who am I to know anything? I'm just dumb. Um, there is some mental health benefits to thinking you're smart. You know, uh, people that are really depressed, uh, people that are really, um, uh, you know, have mental illnesses. Many of those people don't think they're very smart. Um, but, and and I want to tell you that this test doesn't bear true in all cultures. Like North North Americans seem to be the kings and queens of overestimating their IQ. But if you go to places like Japan, Korea, China, the whole phenomenon begins to kind of evaporate. And that's possibly, now listen to this closely, because Eastern cultures value self-improvement while Western cultures tend to value self-esteem. So Eastern cultures value becoming better, but Western cultures value thinking you are better already. Which sounds really dangerous to me. Um, you know, and so, and maybe I'll say more about that later, but I'm building the base for this. So people probably, including Pastor Bob, probably all of us, maybe deep down, think that we're smarter than we really are. And there's a danger in this, because the danger is that someone trying to speak truth into our lives we could look at them and think, I'm smarter than you are. You know, and this is uh, contrary to Scripture. It's, it's a disturbing, dark, deceptive form of pride where we really won't listen to people because we think, well, nine out of ten of us, I guess, think that we're in the 98% or higher smart um, profile. And so when people speak to us, and even Pastor Bob speaking to you tonight on the radio, you're probably thinking, well, I'm smarter than he is, so what's he going to tell me? Possibly this is what John was talking about in 1 John, and I think it was 1 John 2.15 and 16, where he talked about the pride of life, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And so I I, I think it's right. Now, children don't struggle as much with this. As we adults do, I believe that's true. In fact, I know that's true, and you know that's true. Children don't walk into a room and just assume that they're the smartest person in the room. Now, sometimes, as they get to be teenagers, they can. But Jesus said in Matthew eighteen three, said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as this little child the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus was admitting or teaching that children have a tendency to want to learn. Children, it's, it's, um, they're, they're wanting, they, they realize that they don't know everything and, and they're, 
want to learn things. And so Jesus encouraged us to become like little children. Now, the premise of my program tonight is this, that if you're so smart you won't listen to anybody, you're in trouble. And it seems like the study and the studies that I've quoted now two of and possibly a lot more are pointing to the fact that we think we're smarter than we really are. That's dangerous. That really is. Because it's dangerous because we won't listen then. Could it be, like in my text in Zechariah seven eleven, it says they refused to hearken, they pulled away the shoulder and they stopped their ears that they should not hear. Could it be that we don't plug our ears anymore? Now, I realize some of you have already turned the radio program off, but but some of you aren't just sitting there plugging your ears. But is it possible that pride is plugging your ears? I'm smarter. Nobody's going to tell me anything. This is this is troubling to me. Romans chapter 10, 14 through 17 starts out, it says, How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The Message Bible in Romans ten sixteen and 17 says, But not everybody is ready for this, ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah asked what we all ask at one time or another. Does anyone care, God? Is anyone listening and believing a word of it? The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. I believe that our pride... The idea that we think we know better, that we are smarter, stops us from hearing God's Word in our lives. I believe that. And I want to just tell you that we've got to be careful that we don't dismiss the Word of God just because um, we think we're smart. brought my guitar in the studio tonight. So I don't know if any Lunas or um, other people that like listening to me sing are listening, but if you are, I'm going to try to mix this just right so the guitar isn't too loud. Are you listening out there? Text me, 701-290-7862. We've got, um, which which song does Skyly like? She says, Skyly's hoping she didn't miss her song. Oh, yeah, you know what? I forgot Skyly. She wants me to sing a song um, tonight. I better write that down. She wants me to sing Touch of the Master's Hand. Oh, wow. You know what? If you wouldn't have said that, I would have forgot that. Uh, we've got Jody, James, Malachi, uh, Evely, Skyly tonight listening. You know what? I'm going to sing that right away. This we got a little girl that wants me to sing a song. I'm going to do it. Um, this is live radio. I don't have the words in front of me. I hope I can remember it. But it, it it always has been one of my favorite songs. It has nothing to do with my topic, though, Skylie, but that's all right. Well, it was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer felt it was hardly worth his while to waste much time on that old violin. But he held it up with a smile. He said, it sure ain't much, but it's all we got left. Guess we ought to sell it too Now who'll start the bid on this old violin Just one more and we'll be through He cried out one, give me one dollar Who'll make it two? Two dollars, who'll make it three? Three dollars twice, hey that's a good price But who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hands and don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. Who's got four, just one dollar more, to bid on a soul violin? Well, the air was hot, 
And the people stood around as the sun was setting low. From the back of the crowd, a gray-haired man came forward, picked up the bow. He wiped the dust from that old violin and tightened up those strings. And he played on a melody pure and sweet, sweet as the angel sings. And then the music stopped, and the auctioneer, in a voice that was quiet and low, he said, what is my bid for this old violin? And he held it up with a bow. He cried out, one, give me one thousand, who make it two? Two thousand, who make it three? Three thousand twice, hey, that's a good price. But who's got a bid for me? The people cried out, what made the change? We don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped, and he said with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand. Now you know many a man with his life out of tune is battered and scarred with sin and he's auctioned cheap to a thankless world much like the old violin but then the master comes and that old foolish crowd they never understand the worth of a soul in the change that is wrought just by one touch of the master's hand he cried out, one, give me one thousand, who make it two? Two thousand, who make it three? Three thousand twice, hey, that's a good price, but who's got a bid for me? The people cried out, what made the change? We don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped. And he said with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand. It was the touch of the master's hand. It was the touch of the master's hand. And it was the touch of the master's hand. And Skyly, you requested that song, but that song is your mom's song. For sure is. For sure is. Jody, not too long ago, she was that old violin that was all beat up, and the master came and tuned her up, and I started playing out beautiful music on her. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. bunch of people listening tonight. The Lunas are listening. Good. Because they always tell me to sing. So the uh, Brother Jones said he preached the same message here recently. So, wow, when did you preach that? He, um... Did you just preach that recently? Talking about smarter than the average bear and how you think you are, but that is going to get you in trouble. You can dismiss truth because you think you are so smart. You know, there's a lot of scriptures that deal with this. I'm going to read you a few of them in the book of Proverbs. Lots of stuff. Proverbs 12, 15. Oh, by the way, Keep texting me, 701-290-7862. I didn't even look at my emails. robertsimons58 at gmail.com. The um, Proverbs twelve fifteen: the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So a fool, a person that's in the less than 20% of intelligence, he probably thinks he's a 90%er. Uh, you know, before this study was ever mentioned, the uh, Bible was all over it. This is the problem with, with us all. Here again, I don't want you leaving here thinking that Pastor Bob, Bob told me to think I'm stupid. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that all of us can learn stuff. I think we ought to zero in more on self-improvement than self-esteem. You know, I really think, you know, I don't want to be a has-been. You know, I, um, I on the way to the radio station tonight, I drove by a, a weightlifting place, looked like a gym, a bunch of people there, and 
I got inspired. I thought, you know what? I need to start doing push-ups because I'm, I used to be pretty strong, but I'm not really anymore. But you know what? So why should I brag about what I used to be? Why not try to be better? Proverbs fourteen sixteen it says, the fool rageth and is confident. And it, you know, this, this idea of confidence, you, you know, here again, you can be, you can think that you're smart and people are trying to help you. People are trying to speak into your life and you're confident. Like I know better than that, but do you really? Wise people listen. Wise people listen to criticism. They do. Where is that? Oh, I got it in my notes here somewhere. You know, you can't, this is, this is part of the survey. It says it's not possible to get a completely clear-eyed view of oneself. But if you want to bring yourself more, your who you really are more in line with reality, you should listen to cr- the criticism of other people, constructive criticism of others. You should look at people whose lives inspire admiration and figure out what they're doing right and try to copy them. Because you can't really look at yourself and figure yourself out. Like when you're talking and I'm nodding my head and agreeing with you, am I really thinking I'm smarter than you? I already knew that. In fact, I could say it better than you. I'm not, I'm being transparent here tonight, but that's part of Pastor Bob. This study troubled me. You know, this, uh, because, you know, there's a, there's a dark, pride that's dwelling in all of us that we're fighting against proverbs 16 2, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes but the lord weigheth the spirits proverbs sixteen twenty five: there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death proverbs 26 and 12 seest thou a man wise in his own conceit there is more hope of a fool than of him. You know what, what, the, what the writer is saying here, that when you see a man that thinks he's so smart, he's wise in his own conceit, there's more hope of somebody that really is mentally challenged than that guy. Wise in his own conceit, he thinks he's so smart. Another place it says that is in Proverbs 30 and 12. Or no, excuse me. Proverbs 26, 16, just a few verses later. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. You know, like, it, it happens even in revival. You know, you can, you, can, you can get people that can tell you that you can have revival. They can, they can show you that you can have revival. They maybe have been there, done that. Maybe they've they're great soul winners. Maybe they're great Bible study teachers. Maybe they're they're people that started churches and they have a lot of people coming now and a very successful pastor. And you can look at them and say, "Well, it can't happen here." Well, you know, you're so smart, it just can't, can it? You know, you know, you see what I'm saying. This is this is dangerous stuff. <clears throat> you know. Proverbs 15 and 12 says this, A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. You know, uh, uh, the person with the wrong attitude does not like somebody that criticizes him. He doesn't like it. Now, I suppose, truthfully, none of us totally like it when people criticize us. But the wounds of a friend are faithful. So I guess some of it has to do with who's criticizing me. And I think all criticism is probably constructive. Sometimes our friends won't tell us the truth because they're our friends, right? I mean, like our friends just accept us because they love us. I mean, there's some truth in that. You know, that's why they say when you go into marriage, when you're thinking of getting married, go in with both eyes wide open, and once you get married, keep both eyes half shut, because you know, don't be so picky and fussy with everybody. Of course not. But 
also, you know, I think that we need to to realize that, you know, when people, first of all, when our friends lovingly try to help us, you know, I think we ought to listen if we're wise. And if our enemies say something bad about us or people that don't, we don't even know, maybe maybe there's truth in that. Wise people, <coughs> listen. You might be smarter than everybody else as far as certain type of IQ, but somebody that's less than you, I mean really less than you, not just you think they are, could point you, say something obvious that you're missing. This sluggard is wiser in his own conceit. He thinks he's so smart. This lazy guy is so smart that seven men that know what they're talking about can't convince him that he's wrong. (coughs) Proverbs 30 and 12 says there's a generation that is pure in its own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. And let me just interject this again. I started out the program by saying this. But you might think that you're walking with God correctly, but maybe you need to have a preacher tell you Acts 2.38 again. Maybe you think you're right with God and you're not. If I was the devil, I'd want everybody that wasn't right with God to think they were right with God. That's what I'd want. I wouldn't want people to start thinking they weren't right with God. Because if they start thinking that way, they might dig into the Bible and figure out what it takes to be right with God. See, there's a generation that's pure in their own eyes. I wonder if that's this generation, you think? And yet is not washed from their filthiness. How do you get washed from your filthiness? Well, in Acts 2.38, the Bible says to repent. That's to confess your sins. Ask God for forgiveness. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. And the Bible says those two things work together for the remission, the forgiveness, (coughs) the washing away of sin. (coughs) So there's a way to get that filthiness out of you. Repentance, water baptism. That's how you do it. I I digress. Uh, But... You know, the scorner loveth not the one that reproveth him. Neither will go unto the wise. Kind of reminds me of King Ahab in 1 Kings 22. There was a good king named Jehoshaphat that teamed up with Ahab to go into a battle, which was a big mistake for Jehoshaphat. Because Ahab was a wicked king. Anyway... Jehoshaphat said, well, we should inquire of the Lord about this battle. So Ahab brought in a whole bunch of prophets, and they all told Ahab and Jehoshaphat, yep, God's for it. And Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Somehow Jehoshaphat perceived that none of these men were really prophets of Jehovah or Yahweh. But in verse 8 of 1 Kings 22, the king of Israel, Ahab, said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of Yahweh, but I hate him. He does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. You see, Ahab didn't want to listen to the prophet of God. Now this is where my program is going to get somewhat hard-hitting tonight, if it hasn't already been somewhat hard-hitting. Because you can think you're smarter than everybody else, and you may be smarter than most people. You might be in that top 2% of intelligence, that's possible. And certainly you could be smarter than Pastor Bob. I've never taken an IQ test, have no idea what my IQ is, don't want to take an IQ test, I don't want to be discouraged, I'm not trying to act humble, I just don't know. 
I don't know how smart I am. I think I've made up pretty well for myself. I, you know, I've got some humor I use. I, I, I've got some personality. I'm not, like I said, I don't have a low self-esteem. I feel like I can communicate okay. But I don't know what my intelligent quotient is. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this. When I'm preaching the Word of God and I'm anointed by the power of God, like I feel like I am right now, then I'm smarter than you are. Not because I am, but because God is smarter than you are. When the preacher is anointed by the power of God and he is preaching the Word of God and he's rightly dividing the Word of Truth, you can't get smarter than that. And it doesn't have to be a preacher. It can be anybody, I mean, what I say, a licensed preacher or you know, a professional minister, whatever you want to say, it can be any God-fearing man or woman that speaks truth into your life. You might be smarter than this preacher, but are you smarter than God? Are you smarter than God? You know, I brought all these songs to sing into the studio tonight, and I'm not going to sing them all. I guess. Oh, well, that's all right. Let's see. Where am I at here? You know, um, The scripture says, preach 2 Timothy 4, 2, and 3. Preach the word in season, the instant in season, and out of season. In other words, when it seems like the right time, when it's not the right time. <coughs> Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. So I'm doing what the Bible says to do right now. I'm preaching the word. And I'm, I'm doing it whether you like it or not, not. And, of course, if you don't on radio, you can just shut me off. I'm hoping I made you mad enough where you don't want to shut me off. Like, what's he going to say next? That's that's kind of, I try to keep this program edgy like that. I, I, I don't, you know, kind of like, uh, where does it say in Isaiah 30 and 9, it says, this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, see not to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, Speak unto us smooth things. <laughs> smooth things. Jesus loves you. You're a king and a queen. You're a prince and a princess. God will give you everything because you're one of his children. Smooth things. Now, none of what I just said is wrong or a lie. But, you know, that's not all there is to this. The Bible says preach, be instant in season, out of season, but it says there's a time coming when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know, what does this mean here? Does this mean that there's a time coming when nobody wants to hear the gospel? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that is what he meant here. I don't believe that Paul meant that here. I don't believe that he meant that there was an apostasy coming where nobody could be saved. Everybody's going to be not wanting to hear the truth. What I believe is that there's a time coming maybe for this group that was there, or maybe for you personally there might be a time coming, or maybe you're in that time now where you just won't listen to anybody. You will not endure sound doctrine. And you're going to find somebody else to tell you what you want to hear. Um, you know, you'll start looking for people that agree with you, and you're going to start thinking they're really smart because we agree. When you find people that agree with you and say, boy, they're really smart, that's not smart. It's not, uh, you know this. This, uh, you know, uh, this study is terrifying. So, you know, not you know we've got we've got a, a great amount of people. Let me see. Let me let me read these figures again. Ninety percent, nine out of ten people think that they're in the top two percent of intelligence among people. That can't be possible. 
I mean, that is so skewed that it's just way out of whack. But if this statistic is close to truth, how can we be taught? You know, I'm going to tell you that we've got to somehow examine ourselves. We have to somehow, we have to set the Word of God as supreme in our life and that it has the ability to go against our grain and it's right and we're wrong. You know, there was a famous preacher back in the early 1900s named Billy Sunday. And Billy Sunday became famous for preaching against alcohol. Billy Sunday was an amazing preacher in what he accomplished. I mean, I mean, it, it was amazing. Bars and saloons and even states passed laws you couldn't drink anymore. I mean, because of Billy Sunday. And, and because of that, he was hated by many people. And somebody told him one time, Billy, you're rubbing the cat the wrong way. And Billy, without hesitation, said, turn the cat around. (laughs) Turn the cat around. In other words, do we want to be rubbed in the way that makes us feel good, even if we're wrong? I know more than you do, Pastor Bob. I know better. Or how about this one? Pastor Bob, you don't understand. I'm dealing with somebody in my life right now like that. They're smarter than me. They know better than me. And I don't understand what they're saying. And certainly that's possible. But I'm going to tell you that their life is a disaster. And I'm pretty sure that if they would just listen to the counsel of the Word of God, they would have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> you know, you it's not just the rich people that have pride. I mean, they, they certainly can. It's not just the successful people that are proud, but it can be anybody. I picked up a hitchhiker one time on Interstate 94. He didn't own, he didn't own a thing. I mean, just his backpack. That's it. And he knew more about everything than I did. I was just trying to speak some truth into his life, maybe try to help by ask some questions, try to figure out what he was doing. But he knew better. He knew more. Don't preach to me, Pastor Bob. Uh, You know what? I better sing a song. I'm running out of time. Now, this song I really like. Not that I don't really like some of the other songs I sing. I like the last song I sang. I got a lot of nice comments on that song, Touch of the Master's Hand. Skyly, you did good by requesting it. The, uh, was it Paul Portellis that wants me to sing the psychiatrist song? I said, Do I know that song? That's not what I was going to sing. Want to tell you all about my new psychiatrist. <laughs> Boy, should I sing that? I've had a lot of others. Now I've really got the best. He's always got the answers. He never has to guess. He's got a lot more experience and costs a whole lot less. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> my psychiatrist. I used to be so nervous. I was way past tense. I tried to tell my conscience to please stop making sense. They said when I felt guilty, my mother was the cause. But now I know the reason is only that I was. Oh, guilty, that is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my psychiatrist. If you want, want answers... Large or small, his therapy is free of charge. (laughs) I don't remember the words, Paul. For mental health, just take a look. He wrote it all down in a best-selling book. Who's my new psychiatrist? Jesus, right? All right, I'm going to sing something else. I got more to do in this show than sing, but I'm going to sing anyway. Because I feel like singing is my show. All right. Let's see. I like this verse, Jeremiah nine twenty three. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth 
glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. I love that verse. We know that the rich man glories in his money. And the strong man glories in his strength. We know that the superstar glories in his fame. Let not the righteous man glory in these things. Let him that glories glory in the Lord. Let him that glories glory in the Lord. For he knows his creator and the power of his word. Let the righteous man glory in the Lord. We know that the wise man glories in his wisdom. And the sports fan glories in his team. Some people glory in the gold and the diamond ring. And I'm gonna glory in the King of kings, glory, glory in the Lord, glory, I've got to glory in the Lord, for I know my creator and the power of his word, I've got to glory, got to glory in the Lord. We know that the supermodel glories in her beauty, and the singer glories in how they sing. But some people, some people, hey, there goes, some people glory all their wonderful things but as for me and my house we're gonna glory in Jesus name glory glory in the Lord glory I've come to glory in the Lord you're the God of glory worship you Lord you're my song and story. You alone are God. There is none beside you. How great and holy you are. Worship and honor to you alone belong. Tell it like it is radio show. Pastor Bob, the Tell it like it is radio show. You are listening tonight on a live broadcast, January who? January 30th, 2022. Brother Portels is texting me all kinds of songs to sing. We are talking about how we can, our ears can be plugged with pride. Let me... I've got a few minutes here. Let me get to the Second Chronicles 25. A lot of people texted me tonight. Thank you so much. I didn't maybe greet everybody, but and I didn't even look at my emails yet. I need to do that, you know. So I'm like, what? Where? Where are they? I'm just talking right here. Sometimes I get emails from people outside of the United States, and that's always fun. The um, let's see, where are we at? Well, let me just get to the scripture. Second Chronicles 25:15. Wherefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amaziah. That was a king back then. And he sent unto him a prophet, which said unto him, Why hast thou sought after the gods of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of thine hand? And it came to pass, as this prophet talked with him, that the king said unto him, Art thou made of the king's counsel? Forbear. Why shouldest thou be smitten? Then the prophet forbear. So the king was saying to this guy, this Amaziah the king, 
you know, the prophet bravely come to him and told him, you know, you're, you're making a mistake. But the king was smarter than he was. And the king said, uh, why don't you shut your mouth? Why should you be killed or hurt? And so the prophet shut his mouth. And I think he said under his breath this next part, he said, I know that God hath determined to destroy thee because thou hast done this and hast not hearkened unto my counsel. Amaziah certainly was in a position of power, in a position of authority. This was just a simple prophet. <clears throat> but in this case, as in many cases, this prophet was prophesying the word of God, and God was smarter than Amaziah. The counsel of God's word can help you in all areas of your life. Over the years, I have had people say in one form or the other, don't preach to me, Pastor Bob. Just like this king of Amaziah said, you know, stop talking. Shut your mouth. I didn't ask for your advice. I don't want it. Now, one of the other prophets said, I tried to do that, but it was like fire shut up in my bones. And even this, even this prophet, you know, that, that those last words he got in there, those were like fire shut up in his bones. Like, in other words, God's going to destroy you, king. Not only did you do this evil, but now you're not even listening to God. Don't preach to me, Pastor Bob. You don't understand what I'm going through. Don't preach to me, Pastor Bob. I, I know better than you do. I, you know what, folks? Sometimes when I see the simplicity in the Scripture, not only to be saved, but even in having a family successful, um, even to run, run in your finances, You know, there's, it's all in the Bible. I mean, it's laying right there for you. The Bible will tell you how to get to work in the morning. The Bible will tell you how to stay in love with your spouse. The Bible will tell you children how to be successful with your parents and how you parents to be successful raising good children. It's right there. But do you know better? Do you know better than the Bible? Do you know better than the Word of God? You're pretty smart. You're pretty smart. You know, um, there there is just... I, I remember years ago, there was a man that I knew, and I, I could call his name, I guess, but I don't think that would probably be profitable. But he was talking to me one time about he moved to a little church. <clears throat> I won't even tell you the state so people don't try to guess who he is. And he was living in this area and they in this different state, and he was a guy that was pretty successful in business. And he told me about his pastor. and oh, He said, yeah, we moved to this little Pentecostal church and got a pastor. And he's kind of simple. You know, he's kind of a simple guy, you know. Uh, and maybe God moved me here so I could help him, you know, because this guy, you know, thought he was pretty smart. And I was uneasy when he told me that. I was just uneasy. This guy went on to cheating on his wife, leaving her. His family was backslidden. One of his boys is dead now. Um. Who is smarter than who? Maybe your pastor doesn't have a Ph.D. Um, like my pastor used to say, he had a master's degree. <laughs> I know what he meant, but it wasn't from a college. But you know what? If somebody can speak the word of God into your life, that's what we need. That's what we need. 
Well, I'm running out of time. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. It is right on Interstate 94. You can't drive through Dickinson on Interstate 94 and miss our church unless you're texting. While you're driving, and you're not supposed to do that, You, uh, when you drive through Dickinson on Interstate 94, you look to the north, and you're going to see the New Life Pentecostal Church. We, we've got the best location in town of any church, and we've got the best gospel, Acts 2.38. Can't beat it. Um you know, um, and a really nice-looking pastor. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Maybe I used to be, but I don't know. Now, that I can't think that I'm in the top, top 98% because I got this problem called a mirror, and I look in that once in a while. Um, and my mirror won't tell me I'm the fairest of them all, by the way. I don't have that mirror. The uh, Wednesdays, 7.30, we have church. We'd love to have you come. If you're a praying person, we have prayer at 7 o'clock. We encourage everybody to pray with us in our prayer room. We have a big old prayer room where we play a little music, and if you don't like music while you pray, you can pray a little ways away from the music. If you like music while you pray, you can go sit by the speaker. We've got Friday mornings, a men's Bible study at 6 a.m. every Friday morning at the church. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service, on Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Center at 7.30. On Thursday nights in Bowman on 18 North Main, Bowman at 7.30. Also, they, Bowman has a Sunday service at 10.30 every Sunday morning. We have a church in Beulah. We have a church in Bismarck, Mandan, Minot, Williston, Newtown, all over these areas. <clears throat> and soon to start more, by the way. We have rumors of churches starting in Watford City, um, just, we, we, um, you know, if you've been, if you've been kind of sleeping in the corner somewhere, uh, I just want you to know the Pentecostals are coming, uh, all over this world. Um, they're Pentecostals. Uh, in fact, in a country, I believe it was Nigeria, not too long, the president was a Pentecostal baptized in Jesus name, filled with the Holy ghost. I mean, our world is being taken over. Let me just tell you this in South America right now, thousands of people are leaving the Catholic Church and joining up with the Apostolic Pentecostal Movement. That's true. And um, if you don't believe that, ask your priest. It's true. And we are, we've are we got a building here in Dickinson that will see 500 people, and we're hoping that uh, we'll fill that up pretty quick. <sighs> see, how should I end this program today? Let's end... I'll end by prayer, and I'll just play a song off my playlist. Lord Jesus, we're thankful to you for your word today. Lord, I know that there is a pride in in all of man, that if we're not careful, we think we're smarter than those that are trying to speak into our life. And really, Lord, possibly it even borders on us thinking we're smarter than you are. God, I pray that you put a humility in us so that we can hear, that we can listen, a humbleness in us. God, we just pray that you would help us today in the name of Jesus. Well, I don't play this song very much, but this song that I'm going to play is the song that we named the radio broadcast after how many ever years ago that was, 20, 22 years ago. And it's simply called Tell It Like It Is. Uh, Brother Johnson, you got the last word. He that hath an ear... Let him hear. Preacher man, preacher man, don't tell me no lies. That believe and you're saved, the junk which comes televised. That fable may make money to the fornicating jimmies. But the message of salvation is the one that you should give me. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is They told me I was saved when I ate the dough God host But I've seen in the Bible that I need the Holy Ghost They said that I could get it with a tap on the head But first I've got to die so God can raise me from the dead Tell it like it is 
tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Don't tell me that I'm fine and should put away my fears. I bought that lie before it only cooked my ears. It's hypocrisy so thick that now I want to puke it. And I'm sorry, my friend, if that offends your hermeneutic. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. 